I hope it holds on a little longer. Don't become a pumpkin yet, Montreal. <laughs> That's not a hot take. That's just a fact. Man, Tampa Bay needs to cool it with the titles to start the 2020s. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. We're back. We took a week off. Uh, we know the few of you that listened to us missed us, but Justin and I are both back. And uh, we're ready to talk some football, aren't we, sir? Heck yeah, brother. Oh, the NFL season is almost here. College football is almost here. Canadian football is here. Uh, preseason's going strong. I can finally feel football in the air, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's really nice. I got to watch the Browns-Jags um, preseason game, um, which that was a lot of fun. Uh uh, it's preseason football always kind of surprises me because I'm used to like regular NFL games and I'm like, oh yeah, preseason, let's go. And it's like, oh man, there's a reason some of these guys are um, deaf. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason gonna, these guys aren't starting. I'm going to be honest. I haven't like sat down and watched a preseason game yet. I've watched highlights. Uh, I was very uninterested in watching the Seahawks Raiders game the other night. I just didn't care a whole lot like i mean i knew that the guys i normally watch were maybe going to play a drive and uh i mean i get the games are still important and stuff and football is still football but i've just been watching highlights honestly and uh there's been some some pretty uh okay stuff some stuff that definitely needs worked on i sat down and i watched uh episode one of hard knocks with the dallas cowboys though on hbo that was interesting to say the least yeah um that's actually kind of hard knocks on HBO is kind of leads into my call out for the week. Oh, right off um, the jump. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of this. It's something I just, I just actually saw. Um, but I want to call out skip Bayless for, <laughs> so on um, his show today, uh, which is, Oh, maybe it's not today. Oh, last week, excuse me. Um, but he called out or he was like, Oh, let me, the, I'll just read the quote. Um, so on the episode, apparently Mike McCarthy was, you know, trying to pump up the team and like saying like, ah, forget next year or last year. This is this year. Things like that. You know, things that are co a coach is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then Skip Bayless is like, well, this is just my personal preference on my part. I'm not taking a shot at him about this, but he's a little heavy. I wouldn't want my head coach in the national football league to not look the part at all because you've got to stay in some semblance of condition to show that you know who you are you have some confidence in yourself right Bro, so basically what? just taking a shot at mike mccarthy's physical appearance you know trying to be tactful and calling him fat oh my god um okay. as a as a a larger gentleman myself i take a little offense to this um but despite that it's just it's just a low blow it's like the lowest form of like anything it's unnecessary it's uncalled for um, and my shout out this week is one of Skip Bayless's co-hosts, um, which, um, not Shannon, right? Not Shannon, a uh, Taft. I, I don't know her first name, I oh, guess. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems like they have a different gal with them every year. Oh. I, I don't know um, her name, but, but Taft, um, didn't take that line down. She responded saying it wasn't a fair shot. Uh, she, she said, criticizing his appearance, I don't think that's a fair shot for Mike McCarthy. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't think it's a fair shot. And Skip tries to do his thing like, oh, well, uh, 
Um, but uh, she didn't let him do that. Uh, and she even said, like, I'm allowed to have opinions on this show. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Skip Bayless is a certified card-carrying member of the Idiot Club. Mm-hmm. I've never liked that guy. Let's just put it in place right now here on the Expansion Buddies podcast. Uh, there is a standing call out always for anything Skip Bayless says. Uh, the dude is a moron who speaks out of both ends and has never said anything of substance, in my opinion, on live television. So what an idiot. I never, I hadn't heard that either. So what an yeah, idiot. Uh, it's just something that caught me. He wasn't my original call out for this episode, but that yeah. takes the cake. <laughs> it sure takes the cake. I don't know if I had one, but I'll lump on with you uh, <laughs> in that. I mean, think about some bigger guys that have had success in the NFL. Mike McCarthy being one of them, by the way, won a Super Bowl with the Packers. What about Big Red, Andy Reid, Mike Holmgren yeah. with the Seahawks? Come on, man. That's such a stupid, stupid take. Oh. Football's back because Skip Bayless is flying off about stupid crap. <laughs> you, it's in the air, man. It's in the air. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's my call out for the week. Um, yeah. Anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good call out. Good call out. Uh, without further ado, you want to jump into this uh, this this season preview we're going to get started with today? Yeah, let's start. So today we're going to talk about the AFC. And kind of give a season preview of like where we think things are going to go, what our kind of our playoff, well, not so much our playoff predictions, but who we think is going to be, excuse me, winning each conference in the division. Um, talking about why we think that. And yeah, if, if you all listened to us last year when we did our NFL preview episode, we did all 32 teams in one episode and the episode was like an hour and a half long. That was so a lot. We figured we were going to split it up this year. One week, talk about AFC. Next week, talk about the NFC, Justin and I's bread and butter. So we'll save the best for last. We'll do the AFC today. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think without further ado, let's jump into it. All right. I am, uh, I'm going to position that we start with the AFC East. Because that's let's, the first one on my list. Let's do it. Uh, you you want to start or you want me to start? Who We want to go top I, down or bottom up? Let's go top down. Because um, I think especially in this in this instance, we, I think, have pretty well a consensus of who's going to be on the top. Okay. Buffalo, that, right? Buffalo Bills. Buffalo I think, Bills, for sure. I think from last year, the steps that Josh Allen took, he had dang near an MVP caliber season if Aaron Rodgers hadn't decided to play some of the best football of his career, um, Josh Allen probably would have been MVP. Um, the chemistry between him and Cole Beasley, um, that whole team was just clicking and I have seen no signs that they are not going to click this next year. You know, as long as none of them do anything stupid about COVID, I think they're a sure shot to win that, that conference. Yeah, I'm very confident in Buffalo also. Uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert. I have Buffalo representing the AFC in the Super Bowl this year, actually. Um, but Josh Allen just signed that huge six-year extension, mm -hmm. uh, six-year deal in Buffalo. They're obviously very confident in him moving forward with uh, excellent reason. The dude lights it up, and he's not like – He's a pretty good athlete all around too, not just throwing the ball. Dude can run it. 
Uh, he yeah. can make plays with his legs and his arms. Uh, this Bills team will go as far as he can take them, honestly. So, in this talent he has around him, like Beasley, Stefan Diggs, uh, they're just a really, really good team. And uh, they got to the AFC Championship last year, came up short against the Chiefs, as we all know. I think they learned from that playoff run. Mm-hmm. I think they learned from going into an environment like Arrowhead and playing a team like Kansas City. Uh, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to those two again this year in the AFC. But yeah, I have now remember we have that extra game this season, 17 games. I have Buffalo actually winning 14 games this year, going 14 and three. Oh, really? Yeah, I have them going five and one in the division. The only loss being a road loss to New England. Hmm. So Interesting. I, um, I don't have any breakdown of games. Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet, but I could see that. Yeah, that's. And I, I agree with you on like the making a deep run because and learning from last year. And if you look at it every year since Josh Allen has been there, they have improved every single year. Yeah. Well, and you think about their playoff run last year alone, like they had to work for some of those wins too. That, that first, that mm-hmm. wild card win against Indianapolis didn't just happen. I mean, they had to earn every bit of it and uh, you know, you don't get to the AFC championship without going through some trials and tribulations. So I think that, the inexperience that was there last year, no longer being there this year. Uh, watch out for Buffalo. Watch out. I agree. Um, moving on from there, who do you have in your second place spot for this division? Okay, this might be a little bit of a hot take. It might be a little bit of a surprise. Maybe not. Uh, I've got the Dolphins at number two in the AFC East. Mm, not a surprise to me because that's where I have them too. Okay, what do you? Maybe you don't have a record for them yet. I do. And maybe this is the surprising part. Okay, let's hear it. I have them only going nine and eight and missing the playoffs again, being in the eight seed again. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I know they have Tua. I know they now, they have Jacoby Brissett now too, don't they? They do. Uh, I believe uh, they got some really good talent in the draft. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like there's something about the, a- I think what it is is more, the AFC as a whole to me is just going to be really tough this year. It's going to be really tough to stand out with teams like Buffalo with teams like Kansas city, and maybe even Cleveland and Indianapolis, the quarterback talent is abound now in the AFC. And I think the dolphins will still finish this season, you know, with a winning record, they're above 500, but even with seven seeds in the playoffs, I, I don't think they grab a, that last spot. Maybe they might grab that last spot, but right now I have them just out at eight. Yeah, I think I, I disagree a little bit. I think they make a wild card spot this year. Um, assuming that Tua can stay healthy and he can make some of the steps that he needs to make from last year. Because Tua at times looked really good, but there was a reason that you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot near the end of the season. Um, I think though that with coach Flores down there, I think that he has set these dolphins up in a really good spot to take advantage of a lot of the talent that they've got on their roster right now. And I'm excited to see where they go. I, I am, uh, I, I am excited to see these Dolphins play because I think they 
are a team that's really turned it around um, going from the laughing stock that they were when the coach that shall not be named was there <laughs> to, you know, where they're, they're sniffing the playoffs again. Yeah. Uh, they're uh, definitely not a laughing stock anymore. I agree with you there. And maybe the best way to put it for me is I just don't know what to make of them yet. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be bad by any stretch. Uh, they would, you know, remember they competed last year and nearly got that last playoff spot. And I think we're going to yeah. see something very similar. I'm not going to say they're going to backslide. I think they're just going to maybe stagnate a little bit, stay where they were uh, from a season mm-hmm. ago. But yeah, I have the Dolphins at number two. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Moving down the list. I am sure you are also in agreement with me. New England at number three. Yep. I think, um, I think the jets are going to be a lot more competitive this year than they have been in the past, but you know, this is a first year for coach Robert Sala. There's going to be a lot of growing pains. They've got a new young quarterback. They are going to need that time to get that new culture ingrained to play, you know, up to their potential. And I just don't see them coming out the game, the gate swinging this year. I think they're going to take a lot of steps to be competitive, you know, maybe next year or two years down the line. Yeah. Um, But I think the Patriots with Bill Belichick, with, you know, some of the veteran roster that they have just have more experience. They're going to be able to hold on to it. Our semi-respectable third place in this division. Um, But they're not going to be making any playoff appearances. Yeah, I agree with you because right now we don't know the whole Mac Jones, Cam Newton situation, who's going to be starting, uh, when it's more of a matter of when Mac Jones comes in, whether it is right off the bat in week one or maybe week five or six down the line. Uh, With New England, there's just too many question marks right now. And with Edelman now retired and out, uh, and obviously Brady and Gronk long gone, uh, mm-hmm. what does the talent look like on offense? I don't know yet. Mac Jones, I think is a really good quarterback. I think eventually he will settle in and be a starting caliber quarter caliber quarterback in the NFL. But right now for me, there's just too many uncertainties around new England. And I know Belichick's a hell of a coach and he can make a lot of something out of a lot of nothing, but this is a tall task with this Patriots roster because you yep. still have guys too, uh, like I believe Patrick Chung, like on defense, who is going to sit out another season because of the COVID concerns. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know what I'm getting out of New England right now. Not enough to put them in second for sure, but just behind yeah, Miami at third. I still, I and, actually, oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, I actually have New England also at nine and eight, uh, losing a tiebreaker to the Dolphins for third. I see. Um, and you got to look at the Patriots too, right now. They're, they're down to like one healthy tight end right now. Like they have had like every single tight end that they've gotten just hurt. Yeah. With Hunter Henry going to like rehab right now, um, for, for an injury, not for like drugs or alcohol. Um, but there's, uh, some, some rumors flying around that maybe, uh, Tim Tebow might be making a, an appearance again on the, on the Patriots because they, they need the the depth and tight end right now. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Um, Tim Tebow is his own little thing right now. We'll get to Tebow when we get to Jacksonville for sure. Yeah. Uh, Um, But yeah, I I agree. Jets last place in that division. Um, 
And I just want to say, I really do agree with you that I think the Jets are going to be more competitive too. I have them actually winning seven games this year. Uh, not nearly enough to make any noise in the grand scheme of the playoff landscape or anything like that. I said it before during the draft though, and I will stick to my guns when I say this, and I know it's really early still. Zach Wilson is my favorite quarterback out of these five, the, five, the big five that were drafted here this year. Uh, the kid has immeasurable potential, I think, his arm talent is second to none. And when you pair him with a guy like Robert Sala, uh, not this year, but next year and a few years down the road, the Jets, they're going to land some haymakers, I think. Yeah, before we move out of this division, do we want to talk about Mac Jones? And um, I, how did I just go from listening to you say his name? Cam Newton? No, no, no. Mac Jones, or... Um, the Jets quarterback. Oh my God. Oh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. My word. Um, <laughs> just like completely left my brain. Oof. But do we want to talk about how they, how they look during this preseason? So uh, we've only seen one game so far. Uh, yeah. So, so far I should say Yeah, their debut. Uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw, honestly, I don't know about you, but I was, I was a fan. Yeah, um, I haven't seen too much of what Zach Wilson was doing. Um, I, I also brought this up because there's a, another quarterback later on that I really want to talk about because he was very impressive to me. Um, but Mac Jones, Mac and Cheese, as we call him, looked pretty darn okay as well. He didn't look too bad either. Yeah, um... But yeah, that's anyway. I mean, yeah. You know, so the Jets got the win, their first game over the Giants, first preseason game. Uh, if I remember right, Zach Wilson only threw like six or seven passes, uh, completed a few of them. I honestly would have yeah. to pull up the stats again. He didn't do anything that jumped off the page at you as far as a stat sheet's concerned. But, uh, you know, he, he definitely, I mean, we've talked about this before. This is not a situation where like you have in new England, where it might be a little bit of a waiting game for Mac Jones. No, Zach Wilson is expected to be the guy. Okay. It's week yeah. one. So, uh, it's kind of a different rigmarole that he's being put through right now. He's tre being treated as the starter because he most likely will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I think Zach Wilson will have a good thing built around him there, assuming that he lives up to the hype and what potential we've seen. I think he's going to have a good thing going. Agreed. But without further ado, let's move on to the AFC West, which I think is a lot more of an interesting division than it looks on the outside, potentially. Um, Who do you have winning it? I, I kind of actually waffled this one a little bit. Okay. The easy, the gut answer is the Chiefs, right? Like the Chiefs are, have gone to back-to-back -back Super Bowls. Um, Patrick Mahomes speaks for himself. But I think last year especially, there's some real chinks showing in that armor. And I think in the offseason, they made some moves that I disagreed with in terms of like O-line, things like that. Um, I still think they end up winning this division. 
but I think the Chargers are going to be really surprising this next year. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I agree. I have the Chiefs winning this division, and this is where we might disagree a little bit. I actually have them uh, kind of dominating as far as wins and losses go. I have the Chiefs going 15-2 and two this year. I think this is a very <laughs> mad football team after how last year ended. Uh, I think they feel like they underperformed in the Super Bowl. And I think that they're going to be out for blood, but I'm really glad you said what you said about the chargers, because uh, I'm going to say it right now. If you have not put stock into Justin Herbert, do it now. Well, you still can, uh, because I think the chargers are going to the playoffs this year. I think they're going to give the chiefs a little bit of a run here in the AFC West. I'm really high on what LA's got going for them this year, because you think of how many games the chargers lost last year, by either blowing a late lead or not being able to quite have enough time to, to get the win. I think those close games flip in their favor this year. I think Justin Herbert now in his second year, just moonshots in terms of his development. Uh, I like what they have built over there. And I expect this chargers team to be a double digit win team and go to the playoffs as a wild card in the AFC, not quite take over the division yet, but I, I really am back in these boys this year. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers have a lot of awesome things going for them. The biggest thing that they need to do right now is they need to figure out special teams. Absolutely. Their special teams was abysmal last year. Their offense, you got Justin Herbert. You've got Keenan Allen. Like, you've got so many good pieces. And then on defense, again, you've got – some amazing pieces. You got Joey Bosa. I mean, you've got all these like big name superstar players. And then the special teams is just like that idiot sitting in the corner. Like, yeah. like, am I, am I supposed to be playing right now? Like, can they not do it themselves? They're like the, the, the group member in a group project that just does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really and, good way. to. And play. it's bringing the team's average down to a C where it should be an A. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, and this has been an issue for the Chargers over the last couple of years, not just last year, uh, the special teams and the kicking game. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think this year, just thinking about it in terms of quarterback play, Justin Herbert is no longer at a spot where I think he needs to prove doubters wrong. I think he did that enough last year as a rookie. I yep. think now, I think now it's time to just, just hone in on, his ceiling because uh, I don't think he's near it yet. And that's kind of a crazy thing to say with the great things we've seen out of him already. But, and I might just be talking a little bit of that Oregon bias right now, but this kid is special. And I really truly do believe by the time this is over, he will win a Super Bowl with the chargers, not saying it's going to happen this year or even next year, but the start of something great in LA is going to go down in 2021. Uh, you can put me in pen saying that I think the Chargers are going to the playoffs as a 11-win team. And you can take that to the bank. And cash it. Yep. So third, I don't know who you have. And again, I feel like my top two were really close and my bottom two are really close. Um, do you, do you want me to tell you, or do you want to go? I'll, I'll let you tell me. Uh, I want to see if we agree. 
All right, in third place in the AFC West, coming in at a surly eight and nine record, I've got the Raiders. I'm glad you said that because I agree. Um, and I, I will admit I do like John Gruden, um, just because of what he did with the Buccaneers. I have respect for him there. Um, so that plays a little bit of a part into it. But last year, in those early games, especially the Raiders were they were kind of really clicking. They were going, um, you know, they beat the snot out of the saints. They did. Um, and they looked really good. They had some flashes of brilliance. And then unfortunately they kind of just slipped back into mediocrity. I think they have a pretty strong third place contention here. Although I do see this potentially flipping with the Broncos. Um, I don't know for you, the biggest reason I see the Broncos coming in fourth here. I know there's a ton of hype still about Drew Locke that he looked so good in this first preseason game, but what wasn't there a lot of hype about him last year? I was going to say, we've heard this one before. Have we not? Drew Locke needs to win me over, I guess. Like he needs to show that he can, take a team on his back and win. Mm-hmm. And I know you can make a lot of excuses that, you know, there was the quarterback incident last year with COVID. Um, you guys were missing key players on your defense, you know, that you had health issues and all this, but ultimately at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before, you need to own what happened like don't just keep making excuses you got to own it yeah and the broncos did not look good last year they didn't look good the year before they haven't looked good for a while and what i've seen so far you know i am you need to change my mind exactly go out there ball out you know beat up on the raiders sure take that third place spot Again, I think this is really close. You know, if you really want to prove yourselves, you know, go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. You know, be toe-to-toe with the Chargers. You can't just, like, I don't know. Like, I just – I don't see you guys doing that. Yeah, just what you you were saying with the Broncos, I want to touch on with the Raiders a little bit. You got to show me that you can do it in crunch time. And that's why I have the Raiders only at 8-9 and and not getting to the playoffs again – because as you mentioned last year, they started the season great. They had the great win against the Saints, all this stuff. But when it mattered down the stretch, they choked it away. Uh, and the Raiders have not given me any sort of hope that they can perform when the pressure's on. And I'm not trying to disparage John Gruden when I say that or anyone in specific, because I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think the Raiders have. Uh, potential there but right now where we sit currently in the middle of august 2021 i have not seen anything to put that team uh anywhere above third place and then to get to the broncos the whole drew lock thing uh i'm just getting sick of the excuses from broncos fans Uh, and not just about drew lock but just about everything like ever since peyton manning left who has now been inducted in the hall of fame by the way shout out to him uh the, the Broncos have not done anything and there's always something 
there's always some sort of excuse. Well, someone was hurt, or we had the quarterback incident last year with COVID, and we had, you know, Von Miller's been hurt on defense. And yes, all those things yeah. do make a difference, but great teams find a way to push through those things. Okay. And I don't think yeah. you'd be hearing these same things coming out of the camp of Kansas City or of Buffalo or of teams that are successful right now. So yeah. the Broncos need to just buckle down, put the nose to the grindstone and do something this year that makes me believe in them in the future. Yeah. Because right now I don't have it. Yeah. The Broncos have been a laundry list of excuses. It's either a quarterback issue or like, like we said, or like it was a coach issue. It's, it's always something like the thing is figure it out. Yeah. Like, it, there are those issues. I'm not denying Broncos fans that, but if there's that many issues, get them addressed. Yeah. So let's, let's move on from that, that little division there. I said it was interesting mostly because of the top two teams. Um, let's move into the AFC North, which I think is a fairly easy one to place personally. Um, but I, I wonder if you disagree. So uh, I didn't have a whole ton of trouble with it either. We'll see if we landed in the same spots, but I, I think the Ravens still take the top here. Oh, we did not land in the same spots. Do you have the Browns? I do have those Cleveland Browns winning this division. I I've waffled on this. Um, and I think the Browns and the Ravens are, are literally going to be neck and neck. Let me, let me say that. I think the Ravens edge it out just because that's kind of what we've seen in the past couple of years is they, they always have just that little bit of extra on the Browns. It feels like. Um, and I, I don't know if, you know, why it's just, that's how it's played out. So I just, I've given the Ravens the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I, I can totally see it being the Cleveland Brownies. Um, you know, talking about quarterbacks, you got Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield who have both, you know, to, to quote Baker Mayfield, proven the haters wrong or however that saying goes. I'm not very good at quoting him, I guess, but you know, Lamar Jackson told he was a glorified running back has clearly proved that wrong. You know, Baker Mayfield, uh, a lot of people thought he was just a repeat of Johnny Manziel and they have both now led their teams to playoff victories and their teams to winning seasons. And yeah, I think both these teams have a lot of talent have some dang good coaching in both instances. And yeah, I, I ultimately do think the Ravens edge them out, but I could be very wrong. So I have Cleveland winning this division and uh, I actually have them taking it by a couple games over the Ravens. Oh, yeah. uh, I like the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great quarterback, but it is, what I saw out of the Browns last year and specifically in that postseason, uh, where they did beat down the Steelers and then really push the chiefs to their limit. Uh, the torch is being passed in the AFC North. I really feel like that right now it's Baker's team and it's Baker's team's time. Mm. Uh, the Browns, they found their footing last year and man, I really think they're going to hit their stride in 2021. Uh, and I just, we'll get to the other two in this division in a minute, <laughs> but uh, the Ravens, I still think are a playoff team. Uh, 
still a double digit win team, but I, I think that, I don't know, the Ravens, at least to me last year, uh, based on where I thought of them at the beginning of the season to how things ended up really kind of underperformed. Uh, I really felt like the Ravens were going to be that other team dancing with the chiefs in the AFC championship. And uh, I don't know, was, I'm not going to say a one flash in the pan sort of deal what they were a couple of years ago, because that doesn't feel right either, but I just I'm just really high on the Browns this year, I guess. And I guess no, what I'm fair. trying to say is I'm not trying to disparage the Ravens at all when I pick the Browns to win this division, because I would not at all be shocked if it goes the way you have it, where Baltimore yeah. comes out on top. But uh, I just, what I saw out of Cleveland last year at the end of the season was the look of a young, hungry team that is ready to take that next step. Baker as a quarterback is ready to take that next step. Uh, much like I said with Justin Herbert, there is no more of this proving the doubters wrong. That should have already happened. If you still doubt the guy, you're an idiot. Uh, but now it's time to uh, reach their potential. So yeah. I, I see this Browns team doing what they did last year, uh, except that playoff game is going to be at home this time. I think they're going to get another playoff victory this year. Uh, I think they're going to maybe even go as far as the AFC championship. I don't know, but they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to miss the playoffs. And this team is really, I don't think going to lose out immediately. Yeah, no, I think the Browns are going to be rather good. Um, moving to that third place spot though. I personally have the Bengals. See, we're different again. I have Pittsburgh. Mm. Maybe this wasn't as easy to pick as we thought it was. Apparently not. I think, I don't think the Bengals are there yet but I think Joe Burrow beats out the Steelers. And I, I am primarily putting it this way because I compare the quarterbacks. I think for the Steelers, and this goes back to that playoff game against the Browns. Like I just watching that, I just think it's the bell is tolling for the Steelers right now. And I think this season it's really going to show. Oh, the writing's on the wall. No doubt in Pittsburgh. No doubt. Um, and I think the Bengals, I think Joe Burrow is is going to be similar to Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come out angry, and he is going to play damn good football. And I think he is one of those quarterbacks that is going to elevate a team around him. And right now, I think the Steelers are kind of in an opposite scenario, and I think Big Ben is dragging down the team around him. I think – Ultimately on that team, they're, you know, Antonio Brown and um, Le'Veon Bell were very toxic on that team and worked and created a cancerous locker room and a bad culture. They're since gone, but I still think there's some serious problems in Pittsburgh. And I think still there is some real discontent there that's maybe not showing on the, on the surface, but I think it's there. And I think, I just, I think the Steelers aren't going to be anything this season. Uh, That's totally fair. It's interesting that you looked at it from the standpoint of the quarterbacks uh, because 
I mean, I obviously looked at the quarterbacks too when I was placing this division. If we were looking at it just from quarterbacks, absolutely, I would put Cincinnati above Pittsburgh. I think Ben Roethlisberger is about two years overdue on retirement. But what you said about Ben dragging the team around him down, I agree with, but that team around him, I still think is pretty talented. Uh, You have Chase Claypool, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, you have these guys. And and for me, what really sets Pittsburgh a little bit of a tier above Cincinnati is the coaching. I really like Mike Tomlin still. I still think he is a, uh, a coach. And I think, that he finds a way to get the very best out of these Steelers. Uh, unfortunately for these Steelers, I feel like their best this year is a seven win season. Uh, they're not going to be anywhere close to the playoffs. Uh, what we uh, is what I said about the Browns taking the torch last year. They just ripped it out of the hands of the Steelers. And I think what we saw from them at the end of the season, after going 11 and 0, being probably the worst 11 and 0 team uh, that ever was in the NFL last year, Uh, what I saw out of the Steelers at the end was sputtering out. And I think that they're going to pick up kind of right where they left off. As far as that goes, I still do think they have enough to overtake the Bengals. And that's mostly because I still don't know entirely the offensive line status in Cincinnati. And if Joe Burrow is healthy and upright for all 17 games this season, then yeah. I think the Bengals have the potential for sure to take over the third spot, but that injury he had last year was pretty nasty. And if the Bengals are just going to let him be under barrage again this year, I don't see him getting through another 17 games. And even if he doesn't have an injury as devastating as last year's, if he's not a hundred percent that Bengals team is in trouble. So I, I still have Pittsburgh in third, although I wouldn't be shocked if uh, those two flip-flop. I wouldn't be sh- – the the top two and the bottom two, I wouldn't be shocked if either of them flip-flop. But if they flip-flop with each other, that's when it would get weird. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's their – yeah, that would be a strange day. Um, I guess moving into the South, our, our last conference here, let me tell you why the Texans are going to win. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's it. I'm joking. Holy cow. I was about. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think our little old tytoons are going to take it. Really? You've got the I, Titans winning it. I do. Um, okay. I, I think um, they have enough consistent talent to ultimately win this, this conference. I feel like you disagree with me. Uh, I do have the Titans in second, still making a playoff appearance, but I have the Colts winning this division. Mm. Uh, And I I know there's some questions surrounding the whole Carson Wentz uh, situation right now. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Sam Ellinger? Is it going to be someone else starting for the Colts in week one against my Seahawks, mind you? Uh, But I really like this Colts team, and I really like this Colts offensive line. Cool. This is the best offensive line in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that O-line alone provides enough protection for whoever's in at quarterback to have a chance to, to get the ball downfield, to have a chance to do great things, whether it's Wentz or somebody else. Uh, and I love T.Y. Hilton. 
I think he's consistently one of the most under talked about receivers in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know why, because he does amazing things with the ball in his hands. He does amazing things to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. Uh, And no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you there. He's he's an amazing player. And on the flip side of this, I'm not trying to slam the Titans here either. I think the Titans are a really good team. I love Derrick Henry. If you have Derrick Henry, you have a chance because that dude's a tank. But, uh, but you, what, what I want to say too about the Titans is Ryan Tannehill, I think over the past two years has really proven himself as, as a good quarterback. Um, you know, he's, he's been healthy. He's been making good plays. Um, and now he's got both AJ Brown and Julio Jones to catch passes and Derrick Henry in the backfield. I think that offense, while the offensive line itself, maybe not as strong as not maybe is not as strong as the Colts that offense I think will really click this year and you know when you got to key in on all three of those guys as a defense you're you're going to be in some trouble you're really playing a game of pick your poison for sure when you're going against the Titans offense like Julio can burn you easy 100% AJ Brown can burn you easy 100% so you got to, you know, figure out who you're covering there. And then you also have to worry about Derrick Henry, either just running the ball or catching a, a quick pass out and just being gone. And I think I just, I just, I feel like this offense is better. Um, the Colts. I, I love the Colts, man. I'm, I'm really hot on them. I'm, I'm really hot on the idea of Carson Wentz being there. Um, I, I love T.Y. Hilton, man. Marlon Mack, I think, is a great running back. I just, I think right now, with the changeups that they have had, I think they're just going to be a little weak. And I talked about it last year, too. The, the Colts' defense just wasn't quite there last year. And I don't think they have addressed enough for it to get there. Um, and, it's and something that- I attribute to, to their loss in the, in the playoffs. And I still think it's an issue that they haven't really addressed yet. And that's, that's a fair assessment. And and to that, I would say, I also have questions about the Titans defense for as great as their offense is. If that team finds themselves in a shootout with another high powered offense, uh, are, is that defense going to be able to do enough to, to give their offense a chance to win. I, so, I guess ultimately the Colts and the Titans are the same side of the same coin, really. Yeah, exactly. The, you're looking at two uh, very similar teams, I think. I think the Titans obviously have the edge in terms of running back. Uh, and then to me, let's boil this down to coaching then. Uh, Frank Reich versus uh, Steve Vrabel, or Mike Vrabel, excuse me, Steve. Vrabel. I was going to say Steve. Who's Steve? I don't know. Uh, Mike Vrabel and Frank Reich, though, I, I really like both of them. I, I think they're about the same if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about coaching I, ability. Yeah, I, I think both of these these men are excellent coaches. Frank Wright, um, I think is the primary reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like again, changed my mind, but he's the reason that that team was so good, I think. Not not Doug Peterson, that's for dang sure. He was a huge reason why. For sure. Um, and Mike Vrabel, you look at what he's done with the Titans. He took them out of 
out of purgatory, basically. He took them from utter mediocrity into a a playoff team. Let's not forget that uh, Mike Vrabel outcoached the great Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh in the same postseason a few yeah. years ago. It, he's done amazing things with that team. It It's really been amazing to watch. And, you know, Frank Reich also, like a lot of players say he's uh, – I know um, – Nick Foles basically said he's like, he's the best coach I've ever had. Um, and he's an amazing offensive mind. Again, like both these teams are so good. And they're so close um, that I think they easily take this one and two spot and they can flip easy, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a battle when they play each other this year uh, twice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I could see this being one of those situations for sure where they split the season series. So, a uh, little bit of a difference on who we've got winning it again, but we're both pretty much in agreement that these are the top two in the AFC South. Uh, who do you have in third now? Jaguars. Same here. Uh, I don't. They can lose as bad as they did last year. They're still going to be heads above the Texans. So I I agree with you. I want to say this that between two and three, between uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville, for me. There is a hell of a gap, though. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville, with as good as Trevor Lawrence is purported to be, with as much hype as that team right now, they may be they may live up to that hype in the future. It's not going to be this year. No. It is just – it's not. Uh, and we talked about it off the air. We were talking – because you watched pretty much that entire Jags-Browns preseason game – with Trevor Lawrence, uh, he was average. Yeah, I um, I really think he, he is not – the way he looked, he wasn't prepared. He was not prepared for the speed. He wasn't prepared for the, the raise and skill. You know, um, I don't feel like he I, – I feel like in a lot of cases he just hung on to the ball too long. I know that's a really common mistake excuse me, for rookie quarterbacks to make. Um, and it looks like he's making it. He took a sack on his first play. Um, he did a good job, you know, keeping ball security. I will say that. Um, but I just, I don't think he's ready. Um, and apparently I missed it. I was looking at Gardner Minshew's stats after we talked. Um, Cause I thought he looked good. He apparently threw a pick that I missed. Yeah. The Jags um, are uh, interesting to say the least right now. Yeah. Um, and um, for, for me, Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence specifically it's I don't care if you're Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or whoever it's an adjustment from college to the NFL and I don't even if you did play at a place like Clemson one of the higher end colleges in the country the speed is different like you said uh the hits are different the athleticism is different you are playing against the very best in the world when you get to the NFL level Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be just fine down the line uh, I think it's going to take him a little bit to settle in, but uh, much like I said with Zach Wilson in New York, Trevor Lawrence is expected to be yeah. the guy here in Jacksonville. My issue lies with the coaching and Urban Meyer. I personally, yeah. I think he has no clue what he's doing. I think he is in over his head here in Jacksonville in the NFL level. I know he was a great college coach at Ohio State. I know he is beloved by many in the football world. Uh, I don't think he's got what it takes to be an NFL head coach. And I think this whole Tim Tebow stunt, and I do not use that word lightly, stunt 
shows us that because Tebow, uh, as you know, uh, as of Monday, uh, was it Tuesday this week, has been cut from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Tebow was not ready to be a tight end in the NFL. No, it's, he was a, his, his blocking was atrocious. Um, I think, yeah, you know, I was watching Pat Mack. If he talk about it, he's like either urban cut him, you know, the, in the morning or Tebow went in and said, I'm not cut out for this. Well, and you had that incident earlier this off season too, where urban Meyer hired, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name right now to the staff who immediately resigned three days later because all this stuff came out that while he was an assistant at Iowa, he said some horribly racist things to players. And uh, so like, it doesn't seem to me like they're vetting guys before they either hire them or sign them to be uh, tight ends. (laughs) Jacksonville just feels like a mess right now. Yeah. And it has been for several years. I don't think, I think, you know, partially urban Meyer, I think, was a big name to bring people in. Uh, I think Tebow's signing was a little bit of that too. Although oh, I will definitely. say in the practices running routes and catching, I think Tebow looked pretty good. It's the blocking, which is a key aspect. of Absolutely. End. And in today's NFL tight ends have to block, they have to yeah. body people up and you can't risk Trevor Lawrence getting hurt. Yeah. Like you saw with Joe Burrow last, you can't have that. Yeah. And I'm not saying like Tebow can't learn that stuff. I just think right now it's not a good time for him to do that in Jacksonville. Definitely. And don't get me wrong. I love Tim Tebow. I really Mm -hmm. like him, but it's just not, I don't think it was a good move all around by urban. And I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about another team. That's a mess. They're not, you know, the Jags for all their problems, they are not the Texans. (laughs) Um, I have this team going two and 15 this year. Yeah. I think that's pretty apt. Um, The coaching is a joke. There's a whole host of problems with one Deshaun Watson. Um, We have no idea what's going on with him right now. He didn't travel with the team to green Bay for the preseason game. No. Um, He's, we know he's getting hounded by reporters because of the, the whole massage incident. Yeah, the allegations. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Um, I I will say I, I saw a news article that the Houston Police Department hasn't found any criminal, anything to charge him criminally with, which I, I don't know what that'll necessarily mean for the investigation or going forward. Um, I don't know. Uh, but Deshaun Watson is his own mess right now. And right now this team is just... And I hate to say this, it's, it's just kind of everybody's like, they, they're just kind of outcast. I feel like whether it was right or wrong, this is the Island of Misfit toys. This, this team is very much slapped together. It feels like. Yeah. And I definitely feel, I feel really sorry for a lot of these guys because I don't believe they deserve to be there. Well, I didn't ask for this. No. Um, one Philip Lindsay, I think he got, the shortest end of the stick. I think he got screwed so hard. Um, and I'm hoping he, this isn't a death sentence for his career. Um, but yeah, I, I hope some of these guys are able to. Well, and I shine in the turd that they're in and are able to make it out. (laughs) I feel bad for new head coach, David Culley. 
he has got a heck of a cleanup job on his hands right now because of what Bill O'Brien did over the last X many years down there in Houston. Uh, this team has been set back as a franchise for at least a half a decade to come, in my opinion. Uh, there's just no, like, I don't, I don't, I'm, you know me, I'm not normally the doom and gloom guy. There's no light at the end of this tunnel right now in Houston. Yeah. Uh, odds um, are you'll have a pretty high draft pick next year, but uh, yeah. I, and yeah, talking about David Cully, he got thrown into the fire. Oh man. I feel so bad for him. He there. I think there's a good chance. He's the fall guy for this year. Um, Godspeed. <laughs> Well, and I mean, you just think about some of the matchups we're going to see them take. Like, well, I think Hopkins is going to torch them when the Cardinals play the Texans this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think there's going to be no love loss there. No. And this is just going to be a. And then the guys that are there are, are just the, the morale is going to be in the gutter by week 10. Uh, guys are going to want out. Who yeah. knows what the injury situation is going to look like. Yeah, just I mean, but you look at their schedule, like they're just going to be the whipping boys for a lot of these teams. Oh, yeah. You know, the Browns are are just going to have a field day with them. The Bills, the Colts, the Rams, I all these the Seahawks, the, the, Seahawks, the Chargers, <laughs> like they're just going to get ripped to shred just week after week. Um, And I think your two games, um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say, did you choose like panthers and jets i do believe i had them beating the panthers at home uh i think it was at home let me pull it up here the texan schedule again it's not in front of me at the moment their two wins uh, i have it now i actually have them pulling an upset of the jags on the road mm-hmm. and i have them beating yes the panthers at home in week three those are the yeah. only two wins i have them taking this year uh they're not going to do much against the top two teams in that division for sure. Uh, they're not going to do much against teams in the AFC for sure. They play the NFC West this year. I think the toughest division in football It's shaping up to be a rough one, Houston. That's what I'm trying to say. So maybe get ready for Rockets basketball or the Astros. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That again, the, the Texans are just a joke. I do like Tyrod Taylor. But I feel bad yeah. for him. It's going to be, uh, yeah, I just, I feel bad for the individuals on that team. I do not feel bad for the uh, franchise and front office itself. Congratulations, guys. You reap what you sow. Uh, yeah, can we too- be any meaner to the Texans or are we done here? <laughs> I mean, we could talk more about Deshaun Watson. I'm sure we can get mean, but. Uh, man, I think we need to just uh, stop kicking this dead horse. Yeah, I'm excited. I will say I'm excited to talk about the NFC. Um, me too. Me too. I not just for my team. I I've been in the reason I really want to talk about rookie quarterbacks. So I want to talk about Justin Fields because his debut was impressive. It was. People, uh, Chicago fans especially, are excited. Yep, and rightfully so. A little sneak peek of what's next week when we break down the NFC. Yeah. And I want to say like, granted it's preseason, you're playing against backups, things like that. But Justin Fields not only in his, his playmaking, but his decision-making 
showed real football intelligence. I know that's something that's kind of like a buzzword thing, but like he's, he plays well, but he also played really smart. Like he's keeping his eyes downfield, watching defenses and making plays based on the way they react, which is what an NFL quarterback needs to do. Um, and I really liked what I saw. I don't know, man. I think you just like him because of his name. Um, you know, I'm a little biased towards Justin, so that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I wish I could say the same about Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I you never know. Maybe it's change the scenery is all he needs, but we'll get into that. I, next I can't week. <laughs> wait to see. I can't wait to see Matt Stafford just tear it up, dude. <laughs> we will get into that next week. Hey, before we close up shop, I have to do a shout out. You have to do a shout out if you haven't yet. I don't think you have, have you? I, I have not, but I'll All let right. you start. Uh, I want to shout out L.A. Chargers backup running back Darius Bradwell, uh, former boy out of Tulane who I covered for three years in college. It was excellent running back for the Green Wave. Got his first uh, touchdown in the pros the other night against the Rams, uh, and I believe the Chargers won that game. So shout out to him. Big deal for a guy out of a school like Tulane to get his first NFL touchdown, even though it's not going to go down in the record books. Uh, that's my shout out this week. That's good. That's good. A shout out. Um, I just remembered the other call out I wanted to do. So I'm going to do that real quick. I want to call out the NFL for being the no fun league. The whole uh, taunting boo. thing is stupid as heck. That was bad. I, oh my gosh, that's, it's bad, yeah. That's better be something you're rolling back because it's it's gonna be a rough. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for people to want to watch games with flags coming out every other play. Yeah, it's not like the game was already slowed down to a crawl or anything, right? But I digress. Got it. And get, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, gotta get those ads in though, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm going to continue praising Justin Fields. He's my shout out for making a really good um, rookie debut. Um, And especially where he's in a situation where sooner rather than later, he is going to be asked to start um, because even though the bears say Andy Dalton's the guy, Andy Dalton can only be the guy for so long. I don't think even Um, Andy Dalton believes that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And the Bears have done this before. They they said Mike Glennon was the guy when they drafted Trubitsky. How long did that last? Exactly. Uh, the Bears are going to be a fun soap opera this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think they're kind of in a similar situation to the Bengals where you've got a great young quarterback, some really good pieces elsewhere, but the coaching and the front office are just kind of like, hey, we could, we could have a great thing, but – how about we screw it up instead? I mean, why not, right? It's tradition around there in Chicago, man. Yeah. But uh, we will get more into that next week. Um, NFC, I think, is going to be a little bit difficult. to. Or I think we're going to dif- differ quite a bit on some of these things. I think we are because I had some uh, tough times picking some of that stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be fun. Uh, preseason games this week, who do you guys have for this Tampa Bay play? Tampa Bay, oh gosh, we play Houston week three. Who do we – oh, the Titans. The Titans is this week. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a – it'll be a good one. Yeah, it should be interesting. We we dropped our first one to the Bengals. Um, Kyle Trask did not look as good as I was hoping he was going to. I'll say that. Um, but 
it's it's first week of the preseason. He'll be all we, right. Um, yeah. He'll be all right. Yeah, we got the Broncos this weekend on Saturday night. Uh, again, right now, really don't know what to make of the Seahawks. I'm happy we finally got that Jamal Adams deal done and over with so we can stop hearing about it, if nothing else. Uh, sign him to a four-year deal so we don't have to worry about that anymore. It makes me feel a little bit better about the secondary uh, probably won't see much of the starters this weekend. You guys probably won't either, uh, but football's here and I'm going to watch some football. So that's mm-hmm. what's most important right now. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good season, I think. So until then though, I suppose we should probably wrap up. Um, anything going on with you though, right now? Just excited as heck for football to be here. Excited for college football to get rolling. Uh, I've already got myself two tickets to some upcoming Montana State bass or football games, uh, the sport I'm so excited about. Uh, nice. So I've got that to look forward to. As you know, I've got a couple weddings that are going to keep me busy here in a couple weeks. Uh, you, of course, are going to be in one of them with me. So uh, uh, the way even though it sounds like we're marrying each other, we're not. We're just it's not it's close. not us unfortunately expansion buddies are not getting married uh <laughs> for anyone who's curious <laughs> uh but yeah exciting stuff coming up this fall i'm looking forward to it yeah um i start practice tomorrow with my junior high football team i'm excited about that yes sir another undefeated season on the horizon i can feel it hopefully hopefully we'll see uh, we got a lot of new kids so we'll have a lot of just like of basics Ball. to work on just like LeVar Ball, never lost, never <laughs> lost. Uh, Don't compare me to LeVar Ball. Well, I, I, the truth, the, the fact of the matter is, unlike LeVar Ball, you actually have never lost. So uh, there's all there's a first time for everything. I, I don't I don't want to say I'm what, not going to. Here, here's one. Here's one for the uh, the old Twitter verse. What's going to happen first this season? Is Justin's junior high team going to suffer their first loss or? Are the Texans going to get their first win? What one's <laughs> going to happen first? I hope it's we get. I hope this the Tex, uh, Texans get their first win. Yeah, we'll see, man. It could be a. Uh, it could be next season until either of those things happen. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I hope it's a uh, next season until we lose. Ooh, ooh. Uh, football's here. It's in the air, and I'm excited. And I'm excited that all of you continue to listen to us every week. Ramble on about the sports we love uh we're sorry we couldn't be there for you last week it just wasn't in the cards for us there wasn't enough to talk about justin was busy but we're back for you and we're going to be back every thursday like we have been you can find us on itunes spotify google podcast that can on a string uh wherever you listen to us we appreciate it check us out on twitter and instagram at the expansion bu1 same handle for both uh we love interacting with you guys hearing from you guys uh, and we just appreciate uh, everyone who takes the time out of their week to uh, let us into their lives for a little bit. Yeah. So for me uh, and my co-host Justin here, that's been us for the expansion buddies. Thanks so much for tuning in. And Justin, never forget, party like it's 1976.